You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. 1 Timothy chapter 2, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 1. I exhort, that means, uh, you know, come on, y'all, I'll do this. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications... That's a form of prayer. Supplications is a prayer that it seems you pray for believers. It's kind of heartfelt. You really get in there. It's not a bless them, Lord, kind of thing. It's a supplication. It's intense supplication. Prayers. Um, I guess that's your regular how you pray for people. Just kind of your run on your mail. I'm praying for you. Intercessions. Intercessions is what? Intercessions is where you approach the king on behalf of someone who has no stance. So we look at that as praying for the lost, praying for the backslidden. Jesus ever lives to make intercession. We talked about that. Giving of thanks. So we, uh, so giving of thanks. Um, I really believe praise and worship is really part of prayer. Uh, there are uh, many kinds of prayers. Um, I used to teach. Prayer in the Bible Institute. Pastor Belinda does it now. Um, I really hated giving up some of my Bible Institute classes, but I had to do it for other things I got to do. Uh, I only teach two. I teach the first one and the last one now, so I get them at the beginning, and I make sure they got okay at the end. And so um, that's how we do it. And But, you know, one of the in classes of prayer, the way we teach it, Pastor Belinda teaches it too, there are types of prayers. So when there are different types of prayers, there are different rules. So you got the prayer petition. Or the prayer of faith. How many of you know the prayer of faith? A lot of people don't know how to pray the prayer of faith. Um, They just kind of throw things up and see if it hits. But the prayer of faith is when you have the word of God, you ask, you request something from the Lord that he has promised you, you believe you receive it, and you have it. So there's the prayer petition. But that's all about you. Unfortunately, in our circle, that seems to be the only prayer anybody knows anything about. There are nine others. There are nine others kinds of prayer. Don't get quiet on me. We did Sunday night, we kind of did the prayer of consecration, prayer of dedication. Lord, I give, I give myself away. Um, prayer of praise and worship. There's the prayer of agreement. How many you know the prayer of agreement is powerful? Whenever two of you touch anything together uh, and believe it's done, that you'll have it. Married couples ought to be walking in the prayer of agreement. You ought to be getting everything you need uh, because when uh, one can put 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. So a married couple, that's why the devil fights so hard against marriage and the covenant of marriage because if two people ever get into agreement, especially a married couple, a man and a woman, when they are married, I can tell you things happen. I think people should have told us about that sooner. We discovered when we got married, people should have said that sooner. We maybe would have found each other sooner. But anyway, uh, so you got that one. Then you got the, so you got the prayer of agreement. Um, you got the a corporate prayer, intercession, supplication, uh, praying in other tongues, prayer, praise, and worship. You know, I missed a couple, but I'm just there. But but there's all kinds of prayers, and each prayer has a different maybe rule to it. In other words, you wouldn't play a basketball game with football rules, although it'd be fun to watch. That is, not, is you shouldn't do that. Um, but the truth of the matter is that the Bible has a lot to say. The Word has a lot to say. So now I want you to look. Um, oh, I know I left one out on purpose because this one I'm going to talk about tonight. It's one that not a lot of people talk about. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Praying with always, how often are you all supposed to be praying? How many of you know you don't have to be called to prayer? 
Come on, I remember when I first came in these circles, there were certain people who felt they were intercessors. They gave them a title even. I don't know if that's so they could come out, so they'd pray. If you give them a title, they'll come. But everybody's an intercessor. It's not a, it's not a ministry gift. You are called to intercede. You're called to supplicate. You're called to pray. Right? Men and women. In most churches especially of the spirit-filled persuasion, you call a prayer meeting, it's mostly women, not in our church. Men, there's got to be a baritone voice when we lift our voice to pray. Amen. All right. And then, and then, uh, you know, so you're not, so, so here it says, we're praying all the time. We're all called prayer and supplication in the spirit. So prayer is not meant to be a mental thing. I remember, um, you know, so I have to be careful how I say some of these things. I remember uh, one time when I used to get with a group of people, let's just say it that way, and we had a prayer meeting, and my wife made me go. And I didn't want to go, but she made me go because it would be good. And so I was so frustrated because those of you who've been around for a while, I, I love to, I, sometimes I'd rather pray than preach. I just rather pray than preach. And I love to preach and teach, but I just rather pray. I just love being, I just love being with God. I love to lead people into the presence of God. I love to pray out mysteries. And so I went to this prayer meeting, and uh, it was just a bunch of people going around the room saying something out of their head that they didn't believe. And they called it the best prayer time they'd ever had. And I left frustrated because I remember the Lord taught me one time. He said, don't use prayer to talk to other people. And that's what a lot of prayer is today. Somebody's praying. They throw in the name of Jesus on at the end. But really, they're just trying to communicate this way. Prayer is never this way. I remember the Lord telling me, he said, don't do that. If you need to teach somebody something out of my word before you pray, don't teach them in a prayer. When you're praying, you are talking to God. I, I, I'm just not taking up time. I'm talking to somebody. I've got an audience with somebody. I'm talking to the Almighty, to God my Father, to Abba, and he hears me when I pray. And so prayer is so very important. So here it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. So it's got to be in the spirit. It's not mental assent. It's not just talking out of your head. There's prayer in the spirit and the understanding. But the problem with when people do that, I'm throwing some things at you here. I'm, I'm giving you a condensed version of something that I teach on for seven or ten weeks. But you can, get, you can handle it. It's Wednesday night. You got it. All right. But see, there's prayer in the spirit. You can sing in the spirit and sing in the understanding also. But see, a lot of people think that means from your mind. It doesn't mean from your mind. Because then you pray in the spirit, pray in the understanding also. All that is to be hooked into and flowing in the Holy Ghost. It should never, your faith is never meant to be mental assent. Even though you understand it in your known language, whether it's English, Spanish, French, Chinese, whatever your known language is, yes, you talk to God out of your soul, but your spirit man should be hooked up with it. When you pray in other tongues in the Holy Ghost, you pray out of your spirit. It bypasses your soul. That's cool. Because I don't know about your soul, but mine likes to get in the way sometimes. 
And so it's important to understand that we can, we, when we pray, we should always be praying and be mindful of the Holy Ghost who helps us to pray. Many times in prayer, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that he'll take hold together with against something. But you got to be hooked with him. You ought to be so good at praying in the spirit, praying the word of God, and your spirit attached to the Holy Ghost that you know when he's not with you. Maybe that goes over some of your heads right now, but stick with us and understand this. That um, when, you, when you're praying for someone or something, you know, um, there's a lot of times I get a lot of calls, a lot of desperation calls. Call for so-and-so. They're in ICU. You know, they're in the aimless. Blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I pray. I pray what the Word says. And sometimes the Holy Ghost will just take hold together and, and things will happen. Other times, you know, it just... It, it's either it was too late or something happened, but he wasn't the, was it the will of God for him to live? Absolutely. But you got to understand in prayer, there's a prayer in the spirit that the Holy Ghost takes a hold with. He'll always take a hold with the word of God. And when it comes to your life, you need to pray the word of God. But the only prayer, if the only prayer you're praying is the prayer petition, if the only time you pray is when you ask God for something you need, I want to expand you. <laughs> Travis talked about really what that is, if, and, and no condemnation, because maybe sometimes you come and some of you are learning this, and that's probably the first prayer you should learn. You should learn how to pray for yourself. Because maybe if you were taught, well, you know, you just throw up something and hope God does something. If he doesn't do it, that means it, means it wasn't his will. Well, you're learning that's not true. Because, you know, if you get something in the Word, you can ask the Lord. He hears you when you pray, and you believe you receive, and you'll have it. So you need to do that. But after you learn how to do that for yourself, you're supposed to go on to praying for others. Believe, not just selfishly, just caring about your four and no more. Letting the Holy Ghost lead you and guide you. Praying for a community. Praying for someone you don't know. Praying for um, all the things that, that are important to God. How you know there's things on God's heart that he needs someone on the earth. I, I heard it said like this. Uh, one of the famous men of old said this. It seems as though God can do nothing until a man on the earth prays. Meaning man, mean man, or, or woman, man. Woman, man. Pray. Somebody pray. Seems like God can do nothing. What does that mean? He needs someone who's here on the earth with authority here on the earth. He needs to legally be able to move when someone asks him. Okay? So praying always. How often should you pray? With all prayer. Supplication in the spirit. Watching thereunto with perseverance and supplication for how many saints? The saints that I like. The saints that go to my church. The saints that are in my little club. How in the world do you do that? Sometimes even at a church our size, you don't know all the saints. Well, you have to do it by the Holy Ghost, through the help of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to know somebody's name to pray for them. You can pray for somebody. Just somebody has a need. You don't understand it, but you can yield to it and pray. So I want to talk to you tonight, because it says it here. Well, I want, I want to say it this way. Um, Rick Renner, our friend who's not coming. Uh, Rick Renner, who will come back. Uh, Denise is coming. He's not. Uh, 
he's, he adds to, uh, if you ever read his book, Dress to Kill, which I highly recommend, still my favorite book of his, um, he adds one more um, piece of armor than everybody else. But I kind of understand it because verse 17, take the helm of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. What is that? It's like a semicolon. So the next one attaches. That's a colon. Semicolons with a comma. So it's got a colon. So it still attaches, right? They both attach. Then it says praying always. So he adds the lance, which is a weapon that they used to. He calls it the lance of prayer. So this is part of uh, your armor. And so this is in order for you to succeed over the tactics of the enemy, you have to know all kinds of prayer. You have to, in order to succeed over the enemy, because these are the weapons of your warfare, which are not carnal, you have to be good in prayer. You have to know how to pray. In other words, you need to know how to navigate in the realm of the spirit when it comes to praying. And you have come into a season in such a time that you must know how to communicate with the Father, receive directions from the Father, and begin to move in and out, knowing how to walk in the Spirit, and then translate that into the things of this earth. For if you do not, you will be left behind, you will be pushed aside by the enemy and the things of this world, because you've come into a season and a time when the enemy is ramping up his attacks, but if you will stay connected to the Father through prayer, through supplicating in in the spirit through watching in the Holy Ghost, you will reign victorious in this life as a king in this life. Hallelujah, amen. You will. Well, if you didn't recognize that, that was a Holy Ghost exhortation, a little utterance there, a great utterance there from the Holy Ghost. We won't call it little. Hallelujah. And then he went on to say, Pray for me, the utterance will be given to me, that I be open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. But I want you to look at this phrase watching. I don't hear a lot of people teach on watching in prayer. Um, what is watching? Excuse me. What is watching? What does that look like? What is it? Well, how many of you ever had a watchdog? How many of you have that thing on your door, that ring thing? It's kind of like a watchdog. Uh, we had a dog who thought she was a watchdog. She was no watchdog, but she could tell us if something was in the yard. So she was watching. That was her house that she was watching. One time I was gone, and it always helped Pastor Rhonda when I was gone that the little yelper, uh, if something was going on, she'd let her know. And so one time when I was gone, she would yelp, 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 and, you know, Pastor Rhonda get her calmed down, and she didn't know what it was. And so finally, didn't she have to get down and look outside the door? And there was a, a deer in our front yard. Well, she didn't want no deer in our front yard. I don't really, I don't really want deers in my yard if they're going to keep eating all the product that I'm, all my nice plants that I've, anyway, that's another story. I'm mad at them tonight. That's what I'm going to tell you that. Anyway. Because they did it last night. They, they had a, I, I didn't know I was preparing a, a buffet for them. <laughs> All my year and a half of hard work, gone in one night. Okay, I got it out. Now I can move on. Hallelujah. I'm so mad. Anyway, <laughs> what's on me comes out sometimes. I'm just mad at the deer tonight. All right. Anyway, so, um, but you have to watch and pray. And so the dog was doing that, watching. And so one of the things in the spirit is you don't have to be taken off guard if you'll be better at watching. How does that work? How can you 
be a better watcher. Well, let me give you a scripture. So here you see Ephesians 16, praying also all prayer, supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto. Verse uh, Colossians chapter 4. Let's look there. Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4. Verse number 2. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. So as I'm watching, I'm a person of thanksgiving. And the Lord's been talking to us about thanksgiving and praise. So as I'm watching in the spirit, as I'm watching, not with natural eyes, not with natural ears, but I'm watching with spiritual eyes, and I'm listening with spiritual ears, and I'm looking into the realm of the spirit. Now, that's not for preachers, just for preachers. That's not just for prayers. It's supposed to be for everyone. And so we're supposed to be continuing prayer, watch in the same with thanksgiving, with all praying for us that God would open us doors of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds. And so in both places, Ephesians 6 and Colossians 4, I believe the reason, uh, one of the things that will help utterance, especially my utterance, Pastor Rhonda's utterance, utterance that comes from this pulpit is if you'll do more watching. If you'll do more, if you'll do more of getting on the wall, we have all kinds of prayer groups around here, but you in particular, if you would take your post, if you will take your place in the spirit watching, what does someone watching do? We'll just jump way ahead. In the old covenant, there were watchmen on the wall. What was their two purposes? They would watch and see. And if something evil was coming, if an enemy was coming, they would sound the alarm. In other words, they were the doorkeepers. They were the keepers of the door because most of them, they lived in walled cities. And so no one got in if the watchman didn't say they were okay. So they were watching. And so if an enemy would come, they would let the proper person know there's an enemy approaching. And if it was someone coming bringing supplies or someone they knew, they would tell them to open the door. That is watching in the spirit. I'm telling you, and I, wish, I hope I can get this to you tonight. If you, if you don't want to be messed up in the hour we live in, because the Bible says even the elect will be deceived. I believe I'm looking at some elect. But see, you got to refuse to be deceived. Number one is because you got to stay with the word. But number two, you've got to watch it because I'm watching it. It's not because, see, some things sound good today, but the, 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 the tone of it, the, I, I can't say it any other way, the rhythm of it, the intent of it. I was praying out today, and the Holy Ghost said that everyone who speaks for me, uh, they're, you know, basically I've, for a long time, just because someone says, thus says the Lord, doesn't mean the Lord said it. And, and what he's telling me is many people presume to speak for me. How come there are so many voices right now? How come there are so many voices right now? Uh, and so many saying, the other, you got you to be careful right now. You got to be careful right now. And you got to stick with the word. And you got to shut some other things off. And you got and you got you got to look for a clarion voice. You you got to look for a voice that has the heartbeat of God in it. And what that will do is when you even if it's correction it'll bring you joy. It, it won't it won't put a fight in you in the wrong way or towards the wrong people. It, it it'll make sure you keep the right voice right now will keep your fight in the realm of the spirit. 
Listen to me. Watch, being watchful, a watchful season, a watchful time, making sure. Because listen, you've got gates. You've got an eye gate, you've got an ear gate, and you've got a mouth gate. And that one right there, mm -mm, that'll either bless you or that'll destroy you real quick. There are three gates to your heart. See, you should be watching even what's going into your eyes, what's coming into your ears, what, what, what you're talking about. Because those are gates to your heart. So you're a watchman over your life, whether you know it or not. And so if you also take that and learn to watch in prayer. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 says, But in the end of all things is at hand. The end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. So in the end of times, he's saying you got to be more watchful. you got to be more in prayer, not less in prayer. You got to be more in tune in the spirit, not less. Remember, he at both times in Ephesians and Colossians, he's saying you need to pray and watch. And when you do, doors of utterance will be available to the minister. Doors of utterance. And, and so there's a difference, y'all, between an utterance door from God and someone just chatting. Someone with their own agenda. Someone trying to gain followers. I remember one time um, when uh, we were young in the ministry, Rhonda's dad was trying to help us out. And um, he suggested we do something. And it was something interesting. And, uh, but she said this. <laughs> she said, Dad, we're not just trying to get a crowd. If we wanted a crowd, talking about, I think it was the youth group or something like that. She said, if we uh, threw a, a keg and played she was pretty playing bad movies. <laughs> she said, we can get a crowd. We get hundreds. We're not looking just to get a crowd. We're not, we're not just looking to just do something to do something. Um, yes, we want people to come. Yes, we want people's lives changed. But we want God in the middle of it. And so one of the things you can do, are you all with me? Lord, give, give, give whoever's ministering utterance. Oh, open a wide door of utterance that they may speak boldly, not their opinion, not what's going on in the, in the world today that will make everybody, that people want to talk about. Because see, just because you want to talk about it don't mean God wants to talk about it. I don't know. See, this is what happens when you're a true watchman. You can go into him and you can pray your thing. And if you'll sit and listen, then he'll then he'll he'll wait on you a minute. And if you'll stick around, then he wants to talk to you about his thing. And his thing's not always what your thing is. And sometimes what we think is the most pressing, and you need to fix this, and you need to do this, and I heard this, and uh, you know, and people get out news reports and pray over news reports. I've never done that, we'll never do that. Because that is not a way to pray in the spirit. That means you're responding to something. You're responding. You're letting the God of this world lead your prayer life. Find out what God wants to talk about. How are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to pray the word. How many know that Jesus said my words, their spirit and their life? The safest way into the spirit is by praying the word first. And then are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Can you pray in other tongues? There's a lot of mysteries out there that need to be solved. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2 says, How be it when you, when you pray in the Spirit, you don't speak unto men, but you speak unto God. Who are you talking to? 
Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? When you're talking to God, what happens then? He said, when you pray in the Spirit, it's like, and so that'll bypass your understanding, but God understands. He, you, what are you doing, though? You're speaking out mysteries. And then a lot of times, if you learn how to do it, how do you watch? How do you pray? Well, I just pray in the Holy Ghost, and then sometimes a known word will pop out. A known thing will pop out, or especially when I'm leading prayer, but when I'm on my own, a lot of times I don't, I don't necessarily even give a voice to it, but I, I kind of know what he's talking about. I know what we're doing. You know, some people are afraid, well, if I pray in tongues, I don't know what I'm praying about. Well, you may not articulate it and you'll be able to articulate everything, but he's not going to have you praying about the weather in China if it's not important right now. You understand? So when you pray in the Holy Ghost, when you yield to the Holy Ghost, when you yield your tongue, and what you're doing as a watchman is you're making utterance available, not just here in this room, but in the body of Christ as a whole. And we need real utterance. We, more than ever, we need real utterance. We, we need wisdom from God. We, we don't need a hope so, maybe so, think so. We need, we need words from the Lord, from the word, about the kingdom, about what's on his heart, what's on his mind. Oh, I can tell you one of the things on his heart and mind, that's getting people born again. That's getting the lost back to him, the backslidden coming home. I can tell you something on his mind, getting people filled with the Holy Ghost. I can tell you something on his mind, doing the works of Jesus. That's what's on his mind. And when you touch that stuff, then you're in the spirit. And this is what I've learned. If I watch for him, he watches for me. No, 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 listen to me. If I watch for him, I'm going to tell myself, the reason I brought those deers up, I really wasn't going to do it, but I really have a good example. But it makes me look bad. You know, I've been preaching on how to be led by the Holy Ghost for, oh, some 30-odd years. And I preach it, and I tell everybody, you know, if you've got to make a decision, John 10, 4, and 5, you know, you get that, and you work it around, and you're of the truth, and, and because you're a son of God, you're led by the Spirit of God. And, you know, um, I have a real good excuse. We just got back from Alaska. Did you know that? And then we, we hit it running, man. I mean, we landed, and then we were in a meeting. We encountered the power. I had some things to do Saturday. I preached twice on Sunday. We experienced the fire God. It fell. And I'm just kind of tired, and I, I worked Monday, and I think I told the staff what to do. I don't even remember. Monday. And then on Tuesday, the Lord woke me up and told me to come to healing school. And I had planned to sleep in, but he gave me a word and told me to come. And I did. And then so Tuesday night, I'm there and I have this sense in my heart. I don't know if any of you plant plants or anything, but, um, you know, I like to, you know, I don't like to do anything bad to anybody, but there's this product that if you, it smells like, um, poo. And, um, if you, if you put it on your good plants, the rabbits and the deers won't eat it. It doesn't hurt anybody. No, no animals were harmed by the smell of poo, but it do smell like poo. And um, I have effectively used it to protect my precious plants that I paid a lot of money for that I enjoy looking at. So as I'm doing all that, I have a slight unction to get the poo out after I've cooked dinner. I was going to the gym, but I didn't feel like doing that. I just told, I did some stuff. I said, I'm tired. I I went and started flipping on the TV. And I had this unction to go get the bottle and spray the plants. But instead, I didn't watch TV, but I flipped the TV. You know what I mean? 
And then I went home from work today, and all my plants are gone. Almost all of them. They had a smorgasbord. But I was like, I started to say, Lord. And I was like, oh, man, I can't even be mad. Because I've been setting my attention to watch for him. He cares about my plants. And then go eat my neighbor's plants instead of my plants. <laughs> if I'd have done. <laughs> I, I, be, listen to me real careful. Just like Travis was saying, you take care of God's stuff. God take care of your stuff. What some people call insignificant, unimportant. And, yes, I was going to get to that. I appreciate it. But I also know when he starts talking to me about natural stuff, he's training me for something else coming, and he wants to make sure I'm sharp. So when he starts telling you to go by the grocery store because you're out of bread, and you ignore him, and you get home and you're out of bread, when he tells you to look at your gas gauge and you don't, and then you're sitting on 565, you get those things, he does care about you, but he's also training you. Because he trains you with natural things so he can get you to help in spiritual things. Because then if he says, that person over there at the line at Walmart, um, go up to him and ask him if you can pray for him. Uh, you perceive they need healing in their body. And then you go lay hands on them and they're healed right in line. But see, you don't want to guess about that stuff. You don't want to guess about that stuff. You want to know. So watching for God will cause him to watch in your life. He'll perfect everything that concerns you. Even the stuff that's important to me that you think is insignificant, he still knows it's important to me. And if I'll listen, I could have saved my plants. Everybody say watch. How do you watch? Well, you watch in the spirit. How do you watch? You pray in tongues. How do you watch? You take the word and you give it to him. How do you watch? You're, you're, on, you're on alert. Your, your eyes, uh, you, you, you have eyes that see and ears that hear. You look into the realm of the Spirit. Um, you believe, John 16, 13, that he'll show you things to come. You, when he gives you some, an assignment to pray on, you take it serious. Uh, when he gives you a person to pray about, you, you're watching. You're watching. You're watching. When you're part of the church, you're praying for the ministers that the Lord would give them doors of utterance, that they would speak boldly the word of God, not their opinion. Uh, it's nice. I'm grateful that you pray, Lord bless Pastor Mark and Pastor Rhonda, but I'd like you to up that a little bit. I'd like you to move past that to Lord give them utterance. Lord, uh, make them boldly speak the word of God. I need to hear from you, Lord. I need to hear from, they're my pastors, and I need, I need you to speak through them. I believe they have eyes that, I, talking about us, I believe they have eyes that see. I believe they have ears that hear. I believe they're sensitive to the movement of your spirit. I believe they know your voice, the voice of a stranger they will not follow. I thank you, Father, that they'll not preach what they want to preach, but they'll preach the, the word of God. You give them a, a, a word in due season. I need something in my due season. And that's when what happens then when I'm trying to keep in my time limit on Sunday morning and I get off on a little rabbit trail. But you got every answer you ever wanted. You can walk out going, sorry if you all missed anything, but I got mine. Amen. 
I, I, see, I hesitate teaching people that sometimes So because after I start teaching on that, then it gets really scattered, hallelujah, because everybody's pulling. But, but I'm telling you, you can get your answer. You can get, how do you do it? Everybody say, I am a watchman on the wall. When Jesus, when Jesus was about to be crucified, he took uh, the, Peter, James, and John, he took them aside. And remember, he talked to them. Uh, he took with him uh, Matthew 26, verse 37 says, He took with him Peter, the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be very sorrowful and very heavy. Then he said to them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, verse 38, even unto death. Tarry you here, watch with me. Watch with me. So what Jesus was going into the garden doing really a prayer of consecration, he called it watching. Why? Because everything was about to change. And he had to trust the Father that even though he'd been telling him and prophesying, you destroy this temple in three days, I'm going to lift it up. He's still a man <laughs> anointed by God, and he, and he, he needs to finish watching. And, and he, he literally needed these three to watch with him. He needed, he wouldn't have taken them if he didn't need them. You see, even Jesus uh, was not going to be able to do this on his own. He needed them. We all need one another. If you think you don't need anybody, you're wrong. You're very wrong. You need us and we need you. You have a supply of the Spirit for this church. We have a supply of the Spirit for you. We have a supply in prayer for one another. Even if nobody knows your name, even if nobody knows you prayed for them, if you do it, God knows, and you're watching. And while you're watching, God's watching for you. Amen. So he took them there, and then he said, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tear you here. Watch with me. Everybody say, I'll watch with you, Lord. Because I'm telling you something. He's still watching. He's still watching. He went a little further, fell on his face, prayed, saying, No, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not I will, but you will. Whatever you will. Verse 40. And he comes unto the disciples and finds them asleep. He's having the same problem today. He's having the same problem today. So preoccupied. I know we're living in a crazy time. I get it. It's easy to be preoccupied. It's very easy right now. He's having the same problem today. But we're not going to be part of his problem. Are you with me? Are you with me? <laughs> My soul. <laughs> he, went, uh, he comes to the disciples, verse 40, finds them asleep. He said, Peter, couldn't you watch with me for an hour? Couldn't you come to on the wall? Oh, never mind. Could you not watch with me an hour? Watch and pray. Watch. You don't have to come to everything. I get it. You don't. There's no guilt, condemnation. But if the Lord inspires you to be somewhere, if he inspires you to spray poo uh, stuff on your plants, do it. If he inspires you to be somewhere, even if you leave thinking, I wonder why he wanted me here, you obeyed him. Even if you didn't feel like you added anything or got anything, you were there. You obeyed him. And so he said, watch and pray. Everybody say, I will watch, I will watch. and I will pray. And then you look at another account in Mark 13, um, verse 31. 
Mark 13, 31, heaven and earth shall pass away, my word shall not pass away. But of the day and the hour you know, uh, no man knows, know not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son but the Father. Verse 33 of Mark 13, take ye heed. So he's like, in the end days, when you want to know about the end times, take heed, watch and pray. So in the last times, what should we be doing a lot of? Watching and praying. It's more than just praying. It's watching. It's being very aware of spiritual things. It's being very aware of what's going on in the realm of the spirit. It's being very sensitive to what's really God and what's not God. It's being very focused. It's not being asleep spiritually. We're awake unto righteousness. We're watching. We're praying. Uh, we're, we're on our post in the realm of the spirit. We're watching over our lives. We're watching our ears. We're, wa- we're watching our ears. We're watching our eyes. We're watching our mouth. We're guarding things. We're guarding our heart. We're watching over our children. We're watching. We're watching. We're watching over our church. We're watching over our community. We're watching over our nation. We're watching. We're watching. We're taking our prayer assignments and we're watching. We're watching. We're looking in the realm of the spirit. He said, the, uh, he said verse 33, take ye heed, watch and pray, for you know not when the time is come. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house comes at evening or at midnight or or when the rooster crows or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he finds you asleep. Peter, couldn't you watch and pray an hour? The hour we've come into is a season to watch and pray, to be very mindful of the things of the Spirit, to be very mindful of what the Holy Ghost wants, to be very mindful of that realm which you and I are from so that we can cooperate with him so that we can get done what the Lord wants to get done. Amen. Um, um, uh, One of the things as a pastor, and it's probably a little easier for me, then maybe you, if you're not called, you know, uh, you know, as Ron, Pastor Ron and I and Robert, Belinda and others have that pastoral call, that pastor, Deanna, Cody, having that pastoral call. One of the things with the equipment that comes with that is a watching. I do this all the time, even as the church has gotten larger, um, you know, um, whether I see people or don't see people, uh, the Lord is always, and it just happened this Sunday night, I, ha- I-, I had somebody on my heart that wasn't here, um, and I began to investigate because I felt like something was wrong. And what is that? It doesn't matter how big it gets. You can be, I have just, we have decided to shepherd in the, in the Holy Ghost supernaturally. And so, um, so I challenge all my under-shepherds, so to speak, to pastor that way. Because you can't keep track of everybody, but you can supernaturally pastor and know when one of the sheep are in trouble. And on the reverse, that something good's going on with one of the sheep. You just kind of watching. You sense it. You know it. It's not like someone's gone there on vacation. I mean, I, you know, that's, that's great. But when someone's gone or when, even when someone's here, I can sense something sometime. And so I send people a lot of times to investigate, to see what's up. Or I'll call them myself or whatever. But so, so what I'm saying is there's part of me that goes along into the realm of prayer that I've learned how to watch. Um, when I hear people talk, I, I, I can, the Lord has taught me how to go past what they're saying to what they're really thinking, what they're really doing. 
What's that old saying? Everything that glitters ain't gold. And so you have to know in this hour, as a watchman, you can know the heart of things. Save you a lot of time. Save you a lot of backtracking. Hallelujah. Are y'all good? So, so, so he, he talked to us about, as a pastor, watching. But then, listen, this is what the Lord says. Um, Psalms 127, 1 and 2. The Lord, um, the Lord has, uh, let's see, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wakes but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for he gives his beloved sweet sleep. Are you grateful for, for sweet sleep? But so, so, so watching is not worrying. I'm just afraid everything's going to fall apart. Lord, fix it. Lord, I just believe the United States of America is going to fall apart. Oh, dear God, fix it. That's not watching. That's worrying. Watching is saying what the Word says and then interjecting what the Holy Ghost is saying. Um, he can send you on a personal assignment. He can send you to pray for someone, something. Then he can give you a corresponding action to do with your prayer assignment. It just can be so fun and so interesting. But let's look at Ezekiel's call, Ezekiel 3.17. Ezekiel 3.17, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Ezekiel 3.17, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. I'm telling every one of you, you have an assignment to watch. The very least you have an assignment to watch over is your own life. But once you start watching over your own life and then your children or your family, then I'm telling you, then God's going to give you another assignment. If you're part of this church, he's going to give you an assignment to watch here. Uh, um, you know, your, your assignment goes with your, a lot of times with your location. Whatever that is, he's going to give you an assignment. Son of man, I made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. So you see that assignment. So you can ask the Lord, Lord, um, what, do I have a specific watching assignment? Do I have a specific watching assignment? Um, and and then, therefore, hear the word of, uh, therefore hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. Uh, so watching for someone sometimes could cause you to give warning. Uh, Isaiah 62, verse 6. Isaiah 62, 6 says, I have set watchmen upon the walls. I have set watchmen upon the walls. Day and night, you that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. The Lord sets watchmen on the wall. And so um, we did it again. Time's running out. But I do want to pray. And I kind of want to show you how it works. So if you've not been around and pray, I'm going to pray in other tongues. I don't have to interpret it because it's not a message in tongues. But the Bible says pray in the spirit. And so pray in tongues and pray in the understanding also. And so um, I'm just going to, I want you to join me. We're not going to do it a long time. But I want you to see yourself watching. I want you to see yourself looking into the realm of the spirit, seeing what's on God's heart. It's not searching in a wrong way. Uh, and so we'll show you how to safely get into the realm of spirit, pray in the Holy Ghost, and then begin to watch. All right? So everybody stand up. You'll do better. You can move around if you want to. Hallelujah. Do whatever you want to do that way. But if you'll stand up, you'll, at least to start out, you'll do better. Father, we're so grateful for the ability to watch and pray. We see our assignment as watchers on the wall. You, you gave Ezekiel assignment. You've given me assignments. You've given this church assignments. Um, you've given these individuals assignments. So we take these assignments seriously. We don't be, not to blame Peter. Uh, I'm sure he was physically tired. We've all made mistakes, but Lord, we don't want to be asleep. 
Lord, we don't want to be asleep. We don't want to be asleep. Your word is very clear that you've called us to watch. You've called us to pray. So we're, we're going we're gonna to watch over Cornerstone Word of Life Church tonight. We're going to watch over the vision of this place right here tonight. Father, we, we're on the wall right now. We're on the wall right now. We're looking at the vision of Cornerstone Word of Life Church. What that vision is that you gave me was to raise up a generation, to be a multi-generational church, to raise up generations from infant to adult, multi-generation multi, multi, multi-generational from every generation, from every generation, from every generation. See, right now he's got me on generations. And so what I'm doing, I'm watching on generations. There's going to be something about generations. So I'm watching. Generations, generation, the young, the old, the young, the old, the young, the old. Every generation, every generation. You're faithful to a thousand generations. You're faithful to a thousand generations. You're faithful to this generation, this generation, the young generation, the younger ones, younger one, younger. Uh, the generation of the upright is blessed. The generation of the upright is blessed. 18 to 30, 18 to 30, 18 to 30, being pulled, being pulled, being pulled, being pulled, being pulled, being pulled, false identity, false identity, false identity, false identity, identifying the Lord, identifying the Lord, identifying the Lord. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Identify, identify, identify. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Generations of the upright. Generation of the upright is blessed. Generation of the upright is blessed. Generation we pray for the generations I pray for the children going back to school going back to school we watch over them we watch over them whether they're at home in homeschool whether they're on, online whether they go to physical buildings we pray we watch over them protect 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 the generations of this church protecting the generations of this church protecting every generation of this church Healed whole and well. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. The word of God will not be stolen from them. The word of God will not be stolen from them. The word of God will not be stolen from them. The word of God will not be stolen from strong, strong, strong in the Lord and the power of your might. Strong, strong, strong. We watch over them, the generations of this church. Raising a generation, generations, generation, a generation, 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 never too old, never too old, never too old to serve, never too old to do, never too old, never too old, never too old. Wisdom, 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 wisdom. Peoples of wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Mentor, help, 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 help generations, help generation, help, 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 help. The generation is from one generation to another generation. Legacy, 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 legacy. From one generation to another generation. Legacy, legacy, legacy. From one generation, leave a legacy. One generation, leave a legacy. Generation, generations. We watch over the vision of Cornerstone Word of Life Church, a multi generational church. A multi-generational church. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. That was the plan. That was the plan. And the plan, the plan, the plan, the plan. As a gobrote, lebrete, influx. Influx into this plan of 30 and under. That grows, it grows, it grows. Young couples, young people coming in, coming in. Drawn, drawn here by the spirit of the living God. Drawn here by the spirit of the living God. Young ones. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, at least they're young to me, Lord. As a kabaya is a katola, is a kateya, is a bandata. Ha 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 
youth, 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 born again, born again, filled, 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 generations, the generation of the upright. We come brote. We pray for them. We pray for them. We pray for them. We pray for them. Oh, Lord, we pray for them. We pray for them. They would know your voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. We thank you for the generation of the upright. Prakosta, a blaze, ignite. Torch, a blaze, ignite for their namesake. A blaze, burgote, torch, shetalabrata, ignite for their namesake. For their namesake. Torch, a blaze, ignite for their namesake. Is a cabante for their namesake. May the fire of God fall among them. May the fire of God fall among them. We watch over them. We watch over them. Father, I thank you for utterance for Deanna. I thank you for utterance for the kinder church teachers. I thank you for utterance uh, for Richard and Cheryl on Wednesday night in Torch. I pray that everyone that ministers in Torch in the in the children and the, uh, that they have utterance, not just teaching a curriculum, but they have utterance in the Holy Ghost. We pray that a wide door of utterance, signs and wonders. Yes, the gifts of healing, uh, gifts and manifestation, children born again at a young age. Hallelujah. Children born again at a young age, filled with the Holy Ghost. I pray. I pray for Robert. I pray for Cody, the ablaze. I pray for them, that they would, uh, and everyone, yeah, 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 yeah. I pray for Daniel. I pray for them. I pray for those that minister on a regular basis in a, in a, in a blaze. Everything, everything, everything would be as utterance in the Holy Ghost. Chil yeah, born again, filled with your spirit. Call, help, 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 help. Drive them around. Van, van ministry. Help, 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 help. We need help. Help, 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 help. Help, help, help comes. Help comes. Help comes. Help comes. Help comes. Help comes. On a mission. Vans on a mission. Salvation. Salvation. Help, 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 help comes. Zelele Brato. Pray for Chad and pray for Pav. That they would have utterance in the Holy Ghost. They would have utterance in the Holy Ghost. They speak boldly as they ought to speak, not giving their opinions. We thank you for the generations of this church. I pray for myself, for Pastor Rhonda, for Robert, for Belinda, that we'd have utterance in the Holy Ghost, that we'd speak boldly as we ought to speak. We watch over the vision. We watch over the vision. We watch over, yeah, we're not going another way. Not go away. We're set. <laughs> We're set. Our eyes are on you. We're set. We're not going another way. Not doing it different. Our eyes are set. Our eyes are set. Our eyes are fixed. You're, yeah, you're the beginner of this work and you'll finish it. You're the beginner of this work and you'll finish it. This wasn't my bright idea. This is yours. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Well, I could pray for another two hours. I might just do it on the way home because I'm in a really good place right now. I could really keep going. Hallelujah. Uh, but that's, that's a form of watching, taking something and working it, praying in the Holy Ghost, getting inspired to say something, taking the word of God, wrapping it around it. And, uh, and then plus this was corporate prayer. Awesome. You, got, you didn't know you was coming to corporate prayer, but you just came to corporate prayer. And that's kind of what corporate prayer looks like around here. It's not where we take like prayer requests and pray one thing for another. Maybe that's where you come from, and that's fine. But what we normally do is in corporate prayer, we lead, follow the Holy Ghost, uh, give uh, you know, what he's saying, and, and we all pray around it. But your voice and pray in other tongues, sometimes people think, well, I'm not doing anything. You're absolutely doing something. You're absolutely, because when you talk, God's listening. He can, talk, he can listen to 120 people all at the same time. 
especially if you're around one thing. So we just watched over the generations of this church. Ours aren't going to hell. Ours aren't confused. They know who they are. (laughs) Amen. But we have to watch and keep that stuff off them. Because they're going to deal with it. No matter if you got them at home or where you got them, they're going to deal with it. So you got to keep it off of them. And you do it in the realm of the Spirit and doing what the Holy Ghost says, especially as a parent. Amen. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Seawall Madison. We believe God is working within you and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.